welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, why are you just listening now for the Cobra Kai Season 4 episode? What a strange place to drop in. But I'll explain it anyways. Um, the show usually is me and the guest talking about a first-time experience, usually a movie that one of us or both of us are seeing for the first time. But... As you see in the title, this is an episode that continues a series that we started way back when, over a year ago, when I introduced the Karate Kid series, franchise, however you want to say it, to tonight's co-host and guest, Sensei Nikki. Hi, I just held back a sneeze for you guys, and my nose feels funny. That was really nice of you. I mean, you're when we record together, there's always interruptions because that means um, no one's watching the dog. So he's going to come in. He's going to make noise. He's going to interrupt. Yeah. So there, you might hear some noise in the background, some pauses. Um, this isn't a professional podcast, okay? Um, yeah, but, you might get some cute dog sneezes. Yeah, or grumbles or cries, whatever. But uh, as I said, my co-host for this episode, Sensei Nikki... Welcome back as we continue our journey through the Karate Kid franchise. We we have to do a new episode every season, and we just discovered something today. Yeah, we, we did the animated version. Yeah, there's a Karate Kid animated series, which makes sense because everything in the 80s was turned into an animated like show. I mean, everything from Toxic Avenger to Rambo, like two things that kids should not be watching. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice was... I can see that. Beetlejuice sort of is animated, but to I think... I mean, they changed the relationship between Beetlejuice and... What's your face? Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. We discovered that there's a Karate Kid one, so we'll have to watch that if it's available yeah, somewhere. We'll, we'll find it. Investigate. And, yeah, I imagine, just like most of those shows, it was short-lived, so it shouldn't be much. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the Karate Kid animated series. We are here to talk about Cobra Kai Season 4. If Johnny and I can actually work together and we win, Cobra Kai will be out of business. We gotta take things to the next level. Eagles do not respond. They swoop down and take whatever they want. First, you gotta learn how to fly. Come on, we're gonna get sued here. Uh, sue me for what? (laughs) Tighten that cord. Our enemies are working together. They are combining their styles to beat us. But there is only one way. And the only other person who knows how to teach Cobra Kai is you. Now we're talking. (laughs) You miss this, don't you? I just want to make sure this time we win. To beat the enemy, show me wax on, wax off. It helps to know the enemy's playbook. Balance is crucial. Man can't stand. He can't fight. Daniel LaRusso. Does it really come down to this? Johnny Lawrence playing second fiddle. I just want what's best for Miguel and all of your students. So now you know what's best for Miguel. Circle around things your whole life. Wait for problems to show up at your doorstep. You cannot strike first with this guy. 
You just don't want to admit there's always been a little Cobra Kai in you. Everybody thinks their way is the only way. You, my dad, Cobra Kai. The truth is, it doesn't matter which way you fight as long as it works. No fighting until the tournament. We'll settle this on the mat. It's time to step into the future. This proposal will revolutionize the tournament by a show of hands. God help us all. Welcome to the 51st annual All Valley Under 18 Karate Tournament! Okay, so I'm not going to go through the cast again with all mm-hmm. the stuff. This was released December 31st, 2021, so we're recording this like a week or two after it's been released. Um, yeah, season four. So, I don't know. Overall, initial thoughts. I did not love this season. No, I, f- I don't know if it was shorter than the others, but it felt shorter and it kind of felt like less happened. Yeah, I think maybe we're just like it feel it felt a little stale to me. It mm-hmm. felt like nothing major happened. It it's recycling the same storylines over and over again, which is fine. I mean, we're, the fact that we have four seasons of a TV show based on a Karate Kid movie from the '80s is pretty impressive. Um, I still think the writing is okay. It's still, I mean, this is the first season that was produced by Netflix. And people were really worried that it would drop in quality or were hopeful that it would rise in quality. I would say it's felt exactly the same. Yeah. Um, they flawlessly, of course, they brought over the same writers. They, they basically brought over everybody uh, for this season that they had on uh, YouTube read before. But um, instead of going episode by episode like we have in the past, which makes a two hour podcast, I felt like we should just go through some bullet points of this season and maybe just discuss the revelations, maybe the writing, some of the characters, things we liked, didn't like, um, just sort of summarize it and, and get through it a little easier for us and the, excuse me, listeners. Mm-hmm. So where we left off at the end of season three, um, we had Johnny and Daniel sort of come to an agreement that they were going to combine forces with Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do to take on Cobra Kai and some of the Cobra Kai kids left to come over to Eagle Fang and, and to Miyagi and some Miyagi people left to go to Cobra Kai. Um, it's at this point almost getting comical to follow like who's where. Yeah. It's kind of like who's good and who's bad. It feels like they should just be one <laughs> and just have two. Um, what you call them? Dojos. Dojos. I don't know. It's basically basically one dojo. I do appreciate that they are like sort of mixing up like the it, it was simple back in the day that Cobra Kai was the bad dojo and Miyagi Do was the good one. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing that line blur a little bit where it's like some of Daniel's students and even his daughter and son are sort of shithead bullies this season. Yeah, because there's always been that debate on whether John or whether uh, Daniel was the the bully to Johnny in the original franchise. Um, and, and we're seeing a little bit of that now. But Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang joined forces to take out Cobra Kai. 
Um, this season we watched Daniel and Johnny sort of struggle to teach each other students and each other. So right off the bat, we're thrown into like this awkward situation where they're both trying to teach at Miyagi-Do because uh, Johnny doesn't actually have a dojo. Mm-hmm. And the struggle of power, their their relationship is so fucking toxic as always. I mean, I feel they're really getting along much better this season. So there's, they've chilled out with that. Yeah, I mean, I think they know people are just going to get tired. <laughs> Sorry, the dog's really struggling <laughs> over in the corner. Uh, hopefully he's okay. But um, he's he's grumbling now. But um, <laughs> you're through the mic. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just admitted defeat, but um, <laughs> they're really sort of struggling. But, you know, it's it's the same stuff in Cobra Kai, sort of cheesy, where Daniel is doing the stereotypes where he's like making Johnny wax his car and, and buff the fence or the, the deck. And of course, in typical, I mean, you could write it. It's almost like fanfic where you could almost write it yourself. And guess what? Johnny goes and gets like a sander and he yeah. does it and he's like. Bro, I can do this so much quicker. He he doesn't learn the lesson. And then on the other end where uh, Johnny's trying to teach Daniel to be, like, aggressive, he doesn't understand, like, the striking first. Like, Miyagi-Do mm-hmm. is very much defense, where Eagle Fang or Cobra Kai, whatever the fuck you want to call it now, is much more of the offense. So- I feel like both sides have good things to offer. And you see, like... Um, Daniel's daughter, Sam, she wants to learn both and make like her own style, which is, you know, a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense, which I think makes sense. Right. And we see a few of these students later in the season sort of implement what they've learned from both where we have like, I think, uh, is, is Hawk in, I can't remember if he's an Eagle Fang or if he's in Miyagi at this point, but he, he learns both. Yeah, he learns both, and, um, you know, we'll jump all over, but it ends up helping him in the end. But uh, we do get one big reveal. I felt like this was the big, I mean, not really a big reveal, because we if you're a Karate Kid fan, you sort of knew at the very end of Season 3 where this was going. But um, we got one, our big one return this season is Terry Silver. So we have yeah. our first official, like, reference to Karate Kid 3, which we talked about on here is the worst of the franchise, but a mm-hmm. lot of fun, a lot of dumb fun. And I felt like Terry silver was the one thing in that movie that made it fun. Yeah. So to have him back was really cool. Um, the actor Thomas Ian Griffith came back and he hadn't acted since like 2007. Mm. He had jumped, he, he had retired from acting and gotten to writing. And for a long time, like the first two seasons, they're asking, you know, are you coming back? And he's like, no, I'm not an actor anymore. You know, I'm going, I, 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 I'm not coming back, of course. They probably threw a bunch of money in his face, and he came back. And I thought he was fantastic this season. Yeah. I really liked him. If there's anything that... And, and I don't want to just, like, Cobra Kai Season 4, it sucked. Let's dump on it. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I really did like, and I felt like he was the highlight because... I, I felt like this Season 4 wouldn't matter without him. No. And I feel like this show is absolutely... Maybe it's my perspective, but... This show is like basically all nostalgia for me. So mm-hmm. when you you have to bring back characters or I'm not going to care. And it sort of felt like by bringing him back right at the beginning, the first episode, like right away, that I sort of forgot that 
that was like a new thing. And I was like, well, when's the, when's the, when are we going to get like another reveal or another character come back or something big? And that was sort of like they they blew it right at the beginning, like gave us everything. Yeah. And we got it right away. But. uh yeah, so we sort of see where he's at now. Um, Terry Silver sort of like, as as he was in Karate Kid 3, he's very rich, um, very high class, but he's gotten away from the martial arts. He's just like a businessman, sort of mm-hmm. a ruthless businessman who enjoys the nice things, uh, good wine, good food. He's very chill and calm and is like he's um, got like the aggression. Yes, he's left Cobra Kai yeah, in the past. Just zen. Yes, and he's in a good spot. And <laughs> mm-hmm. of course, Kreese drags him out, and he's like, "You owe me for saving your life in Vietnam. Come uh-huh. back." And it, he doesn't come back right away. He he gets him in the dojo and shows him that he brought Cobra Kai back. And he's like, "I still don't want to do it. Don't want to do it." And eventually, we have this sort of like montage where he grabs the hair tie and like putting his hair in a ponytail turns him evil. Yeah, he he's like back. <laughs> it's like Michael Myers putting on his mask or something. Yes. It's like pretty much, um, oh God, I'm forgetting names. Hang on, I have a list. John, yeah, Kreese is like telling him like, you're a pussy. Remember what kind of man you were? Yeah, remember back in Nam. And uh, basically talks him into coming back and eventually he does come back and he gets what he asked for, which in this season turns out to bite him in the ass at the end. But um, some other sort of key things that happened during this season, um, there's a scene where Amanda's at the grocery store. We have this sort of turn where Amanda LaRusso, um, who's been sort of a spoiled bitch Wait through the first. Oh, Amanda. Yeah. Like the, the mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's, <laughs> uh, she runs in or crease sort of confronts her at like a really nice grocery store and is like, leave Tori alone. You don't realize her mom's sick at home. She works these jobs to take care of her family. Like she's not the bad person you assume mm-hmm. she is. Um, and we've seen it. I mean, you're probably, uh, Sam's like number one hater. Yeah. Uh, you're not a big fan of Sam and, and I'm not I a big fan Tori. of Tori, but yeah, Tori's awesome. I, I feel like we root for the underdogs and Tori's been an underdog the whole, uh, show, but this season really made us, uh, sympathize for her and sort of relate to her. Uh, and I mean, like she's not perfect, but Sam sucks. Yeah, and in this season, like we see this a little bit of like Amanda realizing, like, oh, like maybe I was wrong and misjudged her, and she has a tough life. I need to be there and and sort of step in, and and of course she overdoes it. Shows up at her work to talk to her, and ends up getting her fired, um, mm-hmm. and then tries to buy her groceries. It's like, uh, which so- it was condescending, kind of right. like. Well, I mean, it's like changing, like taking Mrs. Uh, Aunt Jemima off the bottles. It's like, okay, th- that's a nice move, but that's not really changing it. Yeah. Buying me a bag of groceries isn't going to make my, my life better. I appreciate it, but I- I'm not a charity case. And-, and don't pretend you care because your daughter's a spoiled bitch. Mm-hmm. And so we have that f- sort of fun back and forth um, between Tori and Amanda where she starts to realize like maybe my daughter isn't perfect and maybe Tori isn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Um, which is sort of nice. I, another nice thing about the season is that it sort of puts the mirror on the LaRussos and makes them realize that their kids aren't perfect. Uh, when they realize that their their, their shithead, shithead son who has been nothing at all this whole show until this season is sort of a shithead. He finally himself. has a little storyline. Yeah. And he's 
He's grown a lot since I think the last season. Yeah, I, th- I think it's because Netflix finished season or YouTube filmed season three, and it sat there for like a year, and then Netflix mm-hmm. put it out. So they've aged two years in the last year. Yeah, so he's like middle school age. He's thinned out. Yeah, and he's an asshole. Hmm, surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> Larusso's a spoiled bitch, but. Uh, <laughs> We do meet a new character this season named Kenny. Uh, the way they introduced him was sort of weird. They had this like skinny black kid dancing and nerding out, and the school bus pulls up, and they see him dancing, everybody bullies him. And this is the kid that you were just sort of like so sick of seeing bullied. He got bullied every episode, whether it was from uh, from LaRusso's boy to just, uh, Cobra Kai. Everybody just treated him like shit. It's enough to push anyone over the edge. Like, he can't blink without being, like, ridiculed for it. This, they just don't let up on him. Yeah, it starts with him, like, <laughs> dancing at the bus stop, and they start making fun of him, and it gets deeper into the fact that he goes to school, they take his clothes out of, out of like, the locker room and make him, like, run out in the hallway in his underwear in front of mm-hmm. all the girls, uh... And then they dig even deeper and they convince him, they catfish him on like a Minecraft type game or yeah. whatever. And With the girl he him. likes, yeah, convince him it's the girl he has a crush on at school and it's really just his bullies, um, including LaRusso. And yeah, they just insult him. They, they convince him to show up at the park in cosplay and then get him there and basically like beat him up and make fun of him. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if they took pictures or what they did. They filled his locker with water, which is just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like the video. I think it was milk or something. Yeah. Or maybe it was water. I don't know. But it was something that was not plausible. But uh, yeah, so we sort of, I mean, we saw it coming, but it's like, you know, of course, uh, this new character, uh, Kenny, he's getting bullied. We're going to get like a new ruthless cobra kai out of this kid yeah, yeah and, and and you know you're breeding him to be like that um so he, he we, we find out at the end of the episode where we meet this kid he sort of has like his own like contained episode in the season which is sort of cool and then at the very end we find out that his brother is sean Payne, who's who was in juvie um with what's his name and uh i'm bad at names too i'm, I'm looking at abdomen <laughs> Um, with Robbie. Robbie yeah so he was in juvie with Robbie the black kid that like fought him over computers and stuff but they came to an understanding towards the end where they they beat the shit of each other and had like mutual respect they didn't rat each other out um and so Sean goes yeah his, his brother Sean is the one that was in juvie and he goes to see his brother and he's like what do I do I'm being bullied and he's like go find my friend Robbie he's in this Cobra Kai dojo he mm-hmm. knows karate so he ends up this new character, Kenny, ends up sort of going under the wing of Robbie. And I really liked Robbie this season, too, because while he's in Cobra Kai, he's like the most level-headed. Him and Tori are very level-headed this season, especially Robbie, where it's like, yeah, they're Cobra Kai, but they know how to contain their violence. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not just um, mindlessly following Crease and Terry Silver. They can see when, like, Terry Silver comes in and he's sort of even more toxic than Crease. Uh-huh. So he takes him under his wing and you could tell it's like it gives him like, I don't know, some um, purpose where he's like, you know, I'm more than just like coming here and and kicking ass. I can take this kid who's being bullied under my wing and keep him sort of sheltered away. He wants to keep him sheltered away from Crease and Terry Silver so he doesn't become this violent, rage filled bully himself. But he unfortunately doesn't succeed and he sort of uh, beats himself up over it. 
But most importantly, Robbie's hair is so much better in this season. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, everybody, we're watching these kids grow up and everybody, you know, like I said, it's been two years. Um, Miguel, you know, his hair is like longer now and he's sort of, he's sort of like thinning out. Uh, I don't know. Everybody just looks a little more grown up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, I had to gra- grab a drink, but, um, but, uh, let's see where I was in my notes. Okay. So, um. When we do, when they do this whole like split thing, um, he Daniel takes the eagle fangs under his, and Johnny takes the Miyagi Do under his wing, and they each like have a day to teach each other a lesson, which is really stupid because, uh, but on the show, you need one karate lesson and you're a black belt, yes. But, um, of course, in typical fashion, Johnny takes the Miyagi Do kids to the roof of a building, tells them to jump across buildings, which is basically asking for death yeah insane yeah absolutely too far and then you know the other end where daniel's like everybody come clean my cars and do a bunch of bullshit at my house um which they they like ramp up to like or or, no he teaches them to catch a koi in the pond yes and of course it's always a lesson they're like you know, it's like whoever, what do you say? Whoever catches the koi gets to pick the Gatorade flavor. Yeah. So, oh, so, there's, oh, by the way, so, so much product, much placement. product placement in this season. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a one thing that's changed from Netflix. I, I don't know if that's Netflix is doing. It must be. They definitely did that with Stranger Things. As Oh, and that show, that movie with uh, the actor that played Robbie. Remember the reversal oh, of like um he's all that yeah he's all that yeah. there was so much product placement in that where that they was... had like a pizza hut party or Domino's or some shit <laughs> like they show up pizza hut. yeah they show up at the party and like free pizza hut like any yeah. like that's an incentive to show up anywhere yes um but anyways yeah there's a lot of product placement in this season um including that uh and it's interesting because like you know they switch dojos and samantha sort of starts like and she's the one that actually finally jumps across the buildings and, and it's like, oh, like she's not she's actually learning something from Johnny. Yeah, she's improving a lot with her skills, like martial arts skills or right. you know, karate skills. And I think that was that whole story plot. That point was just sort of to counteract the fact that Miguel clearly starts falling in love with Miyagi-Do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, as he always does, uh, Daniel goes above and beyond and he's like you know hey like come to my house and have dinner of course it's his daughter's boyfriend but he's like you know i'll i'll have my car dealership fix your car your mom's car Mm -hmm. i'll come do this and that and he basically like butters him up he teaches him to listen to like peter katera i think it is that used to be the singer of chicago who, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, like, Johnny's the heavy metal rat poison, yeah. uh, twisted sister guy. Rat poison. <laughs> rat poison. Um, <laughs> while Daniel's very easy listening, but um, The Power of Love from Karate Kid 2 that was nominated for an Oscar, that song, was Peter Katera that uh, um, was a singer of Chicago. So okay. apparently there was a scene they filmed with that song when, I think when Danny went to Okinawa season three, three or maybe sometime this season but they had to cut it for time but um there's sort of a funny part where like johnny's getting pissed off that miguel is you know sort of uh fallen fallen for uh daniel's stuff and he's like hey coach or hey sensei why didn't you ever tell me about peter katero or whatever and he's like he's a pussy 
everybody's a pussy or a or a dumbass, or everything's badass and or a pussy. There's two. There's like a scale of like. There's no middle. Either something's badass or they're a pussy to Johnny. I kind of have a little bit of a crush on Johnny. Like, he's so ridiculous, but he's, like, <laughs> dumb guy. Put a hash brown on that. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> hash brown. <laughs> and this season, they do it again where he it's, like, he, he's a he's a fucking dummy, but it's, it's like, um, a lovable dummy. Yes. Uh, but anyways, Miguel starts to lean hard into Miyagi-Do and starts to learn from Daniel and sort of... Uh, like learns how to fix cars and of course daniel's using it as a teachable moment to help him teach teach him to to fix a car but also in in that learn to do karate meanwhile uh johnny's taking his relationship with miguel's mom uh very like they're an official relationship now they've moved it on they're actually dating now so uh official so there's a scene where like you know he has to try to explain that to him they they've moved on uh she's she's much bigger presence in this season because they're together mm-hmm. which just kind of creates an awkward relationship with miguel because it's like you're my sensei but now you're kind of like my stepdad like right and just, and just he's injured so like in one of their lessons uh johnny's like well, you don't have to like do this because you're, you know, I want to, I want you to stay healthy for the all Valley and all the other kids are like, Oh, now that your mom's fucking sensei, you don't have to do the workouts. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it's very typical, but it's like, you know, Miguel wants to do, he doesn't want to be treated differently, but he feels like everybody's acting like he is. And then he's trying to kind of act like his father in some ways. Like you need to be home on time. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, this is weird. they're both struggling. Like uh-huh. Miguel struggles with the idea that, you know, his, his mom's dating his sensei, but also he's, he's struggling to be like a parent because he's clearly not a good dad when his own <laughs> yeah. son is in Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, we we have a return of a favorite character of ours, Stingray. Yeah. And they they have a fun little tease of him, like it, we we see him in this really big house, and it looks like he's doing very well. And it's like, what happened to Stingray? And then he has an argument with the neighbor, and it turns out he's just like staying at his sister's house while she's on vacation or something. Yeah, and like his neighbor cannot stand him. No, and... so there's this fun little like uh, back and forth between the neighbor and Stingray, who's been released from probation. Um, living at his sister's house, which is a huge, beautiful house in a rich neighborhood. Uh, he tries to return to Cobra Kai, but he does not get past Terry Silver. Terry mm-hmm. Silver is like basically like you're he says what we all love about him. It's like you're a big, dumb, goofy idiot and we don't have room for that. It's yeah. Like, but that's what's fun about him. Mm-hmm. I we, mean, this is like this dojo is like for like high school kids. And right. He's like an adult adult <laughs> yeah i don't know i i feel bad for him because it's like and i mean they point out like like he, why don't you have friends your own age <laughs> right and um all throughout the season there's a theme of them just uh, we've had this and i just sort of grow tired of this the two dojos just constantly starting shit with each other mm-hmm. constantly poking both sides are guilty. More so, I would say, Miyagi-Do going after uh, Cobra Kai this season. But um, it comes to a head, of course, when they catch Hawk in the tattoo parlor and shave off his mohawk, which was his identity. Mm-hmm. He's very heartbroken about it, but I think there's like a... There's a lesson. There's a lesson to be learned. Do we get to that lesson? 
What do right you now? Go ahead, yeah. Oh, it's just that he's like, I'm not Hawk anymore. I don't have the mohawk. I don't, like, I don't have the image, which it's like, it's... It's a stupid image. It's, it's a stupid image, for one, yes. And it's just like, you need to be yourself. Like, Eli. Your hair shouldn't define you, yeah. His name's Eli. You're Eli. Eli. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, first it was Lip, then it was Hawk, then, you know, he was oh, Eli yeah. the whole time. So, um, and he, he looks better without the stupid mohawk. Right. There's a scene where they, like, they break in, hold him down. Then he shows up at Miyagi-Do and he's like a scared little puppy to mm -hmm. show his head. And it's like, you know, he looks like the guy from, uh, the prodigy. He has like two mohawks on the sides yeah. cause they didn't do a good job. It's like, go home and cut it, it down first. It was kind of like his superhero costume, right. his cape where it's like, it, it's, it's, it's like he could be tough if he's hawk and <laughs> and i mean then, he has a freaking hawk tattooed on his back yeah it's like you could you could still be hawk without the mohawk but i mean this the whole point of it's like just enough of the pretending to be right the alter ego be yourself yeah this art the... alter ego is just douchebaggy <laughs> yeah i think the the lesson was like you're good enough without having to hide behind right, something like right. be yourself you're, you're enough yeah um and so then we also have a big prom scene so uh you know of course uh tori and uh whatever his name is are uh robbie robbie are not going they're dating this season but they're not going to go to prom because that's lame but of course they want to go and crash it for samantha and miguel mm -hmm. Um, and it, this is just the did roller. Did you mention that Tori is got, she was expelled from school, but she got back in because oh, yeah, Amanda let her like went and talked. To yeah. Somebody. Yeah. And got her. And she's like, you just got to leave my daughter, Sam alone. If I let you go back to school. And so it's like another thing. It's like, like mommy's going to the bully and right. like please leave my daughter alone right when she doesn't even really know that her daughter's a bully too and starts more shit with tori than anybody sam keeps poking the bear the entire season and yep. she cannot let she just cannot ease up on it she is has a chip on her shoulder and like like you said like so they go robbie and tori are going to prom and then um, Miguel and Sam are dating. So they're a couple. And, like, Sam cannot stop staring at them. And Miguel, too. Like, they keep, I mean, yeah. they keep catching each other staring over at them. And it's clear they're just having, like, a good time. Like, they got mm -hmm. there sort of as a joke. But I know that they both sort of have that hard, uh, you know, they had hard upbringings. And so they're like, we don't want to admit that, like, prom is cool, but we're actually having a great time. Mm -hmm. And they actually enjoy each other's And presence. they kind of, like, forgot that their exes are there. Right. And and meanwhile, like, Miguel and, and uh, Samantha are very, like, jealous, vindictive. They, they can't even look at each other because they're so busy trying to make the mm -hmm. other couple jealous where it's like... They're not paying attention. Right. Where I'm like, <laughs> the tides have turned, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, where the Cobra Kais are actually, like, in this sense, are, like, the good guys and are yeah. just there to have fun. And now the, the two Miyagis are are sort of feuding. Uh, and of course this leads to like Stingray showing up and, and he's like party at my sister's house afterwards. Of course, every party scene in the show, whether it's at LaRusso's house, whether it's wherever always ends in bad news. So they go there and of course 
guess who runs into each other? Sam and Tori. And mm-hmm. they start fighting. And, and, and what's important is Sam is the one who started it. And Tori's like, the only reason why I haven't kicked your ass is because your mommy made, made me promise not to. Which right. is like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so there's this big pool. So this is sort of like the big, you know, we have like one really big fight scene every season. It feels like we had the one where it, like they trash the the uh LaRusso's house. Mm-hmm. We had the one I'm trying to think of what else, but this is the one uh one at the mall. There this one is the poolside fight that's pretty big. Um the of one course at the school was huge. Oh the school, yeah. But these two and we do have um I, I sort of skipped over it, but there is another Johnny Daniel fight like mid season where they decide let's have one more fight and whoever wins gets to like be this the sensei of this dojo. Mm-hmm. they end up knocking each other out so it doesn't solve anything yeah. <laughs> um but anyways this this pool fight is a huge one um you know basically sam and tori start going at it and then miguel and robbie jump in to sort of help their girls and end up fighting too and i i, I think um sam's the one that ends up thrown in the pool and of course mm-hmm. she gets out and like throws a pity party for herself and stomps off like yeah how could you guys do this like you started a fight and someone ended it and, mm-hmm. and now you want to go cry to mom. Um, and of course it's interesting because like Robbie and Tori leave and they're like laughing about it in this car. And they're like, I can't believe like, you know, we're in these clothes and they still have the tags on them because uh, Terry Silver like treated them to a nice prom. Like just once again, they're having fun. Right. And they physically fought them and they still didn't ruin their nights. Right. And it just shows how much happier they are together. I love this couple. Mm-hmm. Like, Robbie and Tori are awesome. Um, but, yeah, they have the big pool fight, and everybody goes home. Um, we do finally get, on this season, some closure on Aisha, who uh, has been missing for at least one season. I think she was in one and two, wasn't in three. Yeah. Sam's best friend, Aisha, who just sort of, they were like, oh, their their mom her mom took her away because of the school fight, which is logical. Like, yeah. the only mom who's did the right thing. <laughs> But it's like uh, a, kid, a school full of like karate masters. Right. <laughs> but I felt like it was, uh, you know, the fans were sort of upset about it. And obviously they talk, like there was a lot of uh, in the media, a lot talking to the actress who played her. And um, she was not very happy with the way she just got written off. They sort of told her, like, we don't have room for your character. So it was nice to see her again. And mm-hmm. basically Amanda visits her and she's like, yeah, I'm at a different school, not doing karate, doing my own thing. I'm happy. It's like, oh, that's good to see that she's happy. It sort of sucks that she only gets like one scene. Yeah. Um, Dimitri's still dating the the girl who got the front wedgie. Um, yeah, the popular girl. Yeah. And they're just crazy about each other. Yeah. Like they're a odd couple. He's super dorky and she's super popular and prissy and it's cute. But I like it because Dimitri's my favorite character on the show. <laughs> he's the only one that's like stayed level through the whole damn thing. He's never changed. Um, and then, of course, we get the evolution of Hawk back to Eli who gets moon back because he's found his, his like groove, mm-hmm. um, which was his ex that sort of turned lesbian and then is back. I don't know. She's by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this all sort of leads up to the all Valley under 18 tournament, which is the big thing this season. Um, and they've added some stuff. Are you laughing at the dog? <laughs> he's really struggling over in the corner. Do we need to pause? And, and... I think we need a timeout.
Okay. So well, this leads all to the All Valley Under 18 tournament, which this whole season has sort of slowly been building up to. Um, they've added a new event, like skills, where they're doing like nunchucks and yeah. shit, like singles. It's like, so, where, when did you learn this? We never saw it. <laughs> right. They brush by like the actual learning of karate, but yeah. um, this All Valley tournament is quite a bit different. It's more like a, um, it made me think of Harry Potter because like the dojos get points for their events mm -hmm. rather than like this dojo kicked the other dojo's ass. So now they're fighting for points. Um, and it felt like just a way to, so that the guys and the girls could each win and go up against each other. But we have the biggest cameo this season right here in Miss Carrie Underwood. Why? They like, she performed at this tournament and um, nobody knows why. Well, it, so I mean, they set it up to like they wanted... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like the people who on the board. Yeah. So I read a little bit more into it. There was an understory that I wasn't really privy to myself. I didn't really pay attention to. Apparently that was running through like all four seasons where one of the board members keeps joking that he's going to get like a celebrity guest and never follows through. Oh. So this was supposed to be like, his, okay. he actually got somebody, but, um, I was also reading, like, there's so many headline articles about this. Every time I try to look up anything about Cobra Kai Season 4, it would be, like, about the the mind-blowing cameo. And I was like, I don't want to spoil, don't want to spoil. And then I read this, and I'm like, that, this sucks. <laughs> um, she sings an 80s song. It's really corny. It's really cringy. Um, but, like, reading the articles, they said that they didn't tell, like, the cast or, the uh, like, the extras in the audience that it was happening. So, like, when she stepped out, people were like, Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like it was sincere. Yeah. And apparently the the way it came together was that they wanted a musical guest and they looked through like Twitter and she had tweeted like like a picture of her like holding a glass of wine or something. He's like ready to start watching Cobra Kai and she was a big karate kid fan as a kid. Mm. Um and then is a big fan of the show. So they just asked her and she said yes. It's like no hate for her, Carrie Wood. Like she's great. I'm not like into country or anything, but she's super talented. Great. I feel like they could have saved their money. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> like, yeah, you use that money towards another cameo. I feel like it didn't help. Nobody's watching Cobra Kai for the cameo of her. Her, yeah. yeah. Like bring in like it's weird because and maybe it'll be next season, but um. And, and pe listeners probably know that I am a big MMA UFC fan. Um, I had heard that two fighters, Tyron Woodley and uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, both had filmed scenes for Cobra Kai, but it turns out I'm guessing season five because that's already done filming. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, why don't you use it for like a martial arts cameo? Like bring in fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme or something. I'm sure he'd do it for less. Um, or if you're going to bring in Carrie Underwood, like... I don't know. I don't even know what you do with that. But they, they had like a full musical number with they, they had her sing and then they did a montage of like the different events so they could get through it faster. But like, why not bring back the dude from Chicago that uh, mm. they they referenced several times this Peter. season? What if he just shows yeah. up and sang like the glory of love, the th the song from Karate Kid 2? It would have been awesome. I just felt like Netflix is like. We have all this money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take like a half of it. And she doesn't even sing one of her songs, which is I just know. weird. But uh, anyways, enough about Carrie Underwood. Um, we have this big tournament. Um, goes back and forth where it's like 
some struggles. It's, it's back and forth on who's winning, but Cobra Kai is pretty much always at the top. Um, I think it comes down to like, oh, I, I, I'm trying to think of the order of events, but I think Miguel ends up getting hurt like with his back. So he's out. Mm. So that means Hawk has to step in and he's not confident. But that's when Moon comes down and she's like, your mohawk doesn't define you. You, right. can, you can kick ass without your mohawk. And she gives him a good old smooch mm-hmm. and his, gets his groove back. And he has to go up against Robbie. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, keep going. I was just going to say um, he goes out there and he actually ends up beating Robbie. But then we get our big Sam and Tori showdown. And what? guess who wins? Tori does. Yes. I loved it. Oh, I was going to say with Eli Hawk, it's that when he's fighting him, he's like, um, Robbie knows all my moves. And it's like, well, and then that's, I think. Because he trained at both, right? Yeah. It's like Dan, Daniel was like, well, do what you learned at Cobra Kai. And he used, you know, yeah. some of those skills. Like, so I, I think it's this season showing that like each dojo has strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and, weaknesses. and that's actually what um, Terry Silver says like everyone has a weakness and um crease was like i don't have a weakness yeah and then we discover at the <laughs> yeah. end he does but and, yeah and, and it's just he's like he gets so he has a fragile male ego and he's like i have no weaknesses and he's like no we all have weakness terry's like we all have weaknesses he's like what's my weakness i'm yeah. a manly man I, there's nothing weak about me no I, I thought that was a good running theme yeah. throughout like the season in cobra kai where there, he's like Everybody has a weakness where um, the new character, uh, Terry, or not Terry, what's his name? Uh, I'm already forgetting names, but uh-huh. uh, the little the little black kid, uh, Kenny. Kenny, yes. So Kenny, like, he's small, and uh, but he used, earlier in the season, he uses Robbie's um, weaknesses, his niceness. Like, he, he oh, lets yeah. his guard down, and he doesn't want to beat him up, so he used that against him. Then He, he acted learns, hurt and then got him. Right. And so he sort of learns to see, like, he ends up actually, like, scaring the shit out of little LaRusso um, in, the, like, the locker room. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that. Yeah, he, like... Gets him, like, shitting his pants, basically. Yeah, and then got them all, like, um, suspended. Yeah. For beating him up. And, like, we also forgot to mention that little LaRusso, he was trying to act like um, he was being bullied by this kid because... Typical Russo. He stole um, Kenny's Cobra Kai hoodie, and Daniel's like, "Where did this come from?" Yeah, yeah, where did this come from? He's like, "Oh, I took it from a kid that was bullying me." And he's like, "Oh, Cobra Kai, those those kids are so bad." I'll go to the <laughs> school and tell on them. And he's like, "No, no," and then it turns out like his son's bullying a Cobra Kai's. Yeah, kid. it's great when they get. To, I love when the Larusos get to the school and to talk to the principal, and they show them like footage of yeah, it's like, Robbie be or not Robbie, but um, I don't even know the, the little Larusso. Little kid. shit Larusso. Yeah, it's like no, your kid's the bully. Lapuso. La it's like is what they call like, Only if they knew, like they pushed this kid to Cobra Kai. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the, the running thing is like, yeah, um, knowing the weakness and also like the balance of um, offense and defense mm-hmm. of learning both because we have so because they switch dojo so often like Robbie, Hawk, Amanda, like 
all these people have the skills of both dojos. Yeah. And so it's a matter of uh, who's going to win. But what I absolutely loved is when Sam goes out there and she's getting her ass whooped, she like comes and cries to Daniel and she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm doing exactly what you taught me and I'm still losing. And he's like, well, use some of that Eagle Fang. And it's like, sometimes you're going to lose to someone who's better than you. That's a good lesson. Like, I'm so glad she didn't win. I know, but it would have been such well, bullshit. Well, there's a twist, but um, yeah. So it was like a good fight, and she she just can not. She she's been spoiled her whole life. She's like, I did everything right, and I still lost. Like that's life, shit face. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes she, you could do everything right, and life still just shits on you. Yeah. So. Hawk ends up beating Robbie. Uh, there, there's a weird scene where I think, like, I don't remember if it's Robbie and Kenny have to fight each other two Cobra Kai's yeah, for they no did. reason. Um, and, it's like the- and Robbie sort of, I think they just did that so Robbie can sort of see what he's, he's like, look what Crease and Terry Silver have created out of this mm-hmm. little kid that I was trying to help uh, stop bull- getting bullied. Now he's turned into a yeah. little mini version of of these assholes. Yeah, he's turning into a little monster. Yeah, and so eventually we get to because um, Miguel gets hurt. We have Eli versus Robbie, and it it gets like so intense where Robbie like takes off his shirt and they're going really going at it. And it's actually like a fight of skill, like two actually just good guys mm-hmm. who are skilled at karate, which is nice. Um, and Wait, wasn't Eli fighting the kid from the first season that bullied him? They call him Lip? He did end up fighting okay, him yeah, at some point. Okay. But in the finale, he ends up be- oh, beating Robbie right. to win. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because they're so far behind on points that when Sam loses to Tori, Cobra Kai ends up winning. And it's like this glorious moment for us, at least, watching because we've been rooting for Tori this whole season. And then it's sort of like taken down a notch when we see terry silver paying like a referee in the yeah because there was a bad call um that sam like a yeah controversial call yeah from the ref um and if the call was different sam would have won right but i don't know it's so it's like well sam did win sort of yeah yeah but yeah, it's a good way to like balance it, but it, you you feel bad, and it's like we were rooting for Tori. At least we were because she's struggled, and she actually takes this mar- takes the martial arts seriously, and she's doing better. She's super mature this whole season. Right. No matter how much people want to poke her, she's rising above it, and she's living her life, having fun, you know, seceding. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. And earlier, she deserves this win. Earlier in the season, I forgot to mention when uh, Stingray tries to come back to Cobra Kai, he comes in and like talks to Terry Silver about it, and Terry Silver beats the living shit out of him, almost kills him. Yeah, puts him in the hospital. Puts him in the hospital. So um, that's what we know at that point. Later, and after this whole thing, uh, you know, Cobra Kai wins. So now the deal was like Miyagi Do is supposed to shut down. The deal was like, we Mm. bet you that if we win, you have to shut down. But there's been this a little bit of tension between Kreese and Terry Silver the whole season where it's like we respect each other. But there's a moment in the tournament where Tori comes over and she's like, you know, what do I do? And and uh, Terry Silver is basically like, 
you know, blow out, like, like do a dirty move. They'll just give you a warning, but mm-hmm. it will give you the advantage. And Kreese actually breaks, like, he turns good. Yeah. And he's like, do what you, you're a skilled enough martial artist to not cheat. Just do, because yeah, he has Tor- a flashback. Yeah, Tori's like, I, I'm not, I don't need to cheat to win. Yeah. And then Kreese is like, you're right. Do what you feel like you need to right. do. Because he has a flashback from Karate Kid Part 2 where he created a monster out of Johnny and then mm-hmm. got his ass beat by uh, Miyagi out in the parking lot. And he's like, I ruined this kid's life. Look at where he's at now. He can't even have a healthy relationship with his son. And that's probably on me. I don't want to do the same to her. Mm-hmm. There's even a cool moment where, like, I think I don't remember if it's Miguel or... Uh, if it's a man or if it's Sam when they're on and, and she turns and she's like senseis and she like looks at both Johnny and mm-hmm. Daniel and it's like she has two senseis because they just he because Johnny decides to, when when his students all lose to come over and help coach for Miyagi-Do. Mm-hmm. And I just want to add with the relationship with Crease and Tori is you can see the good in Crease when it comes to caring about Tori. Right. He like, wants what's best for her and he he almost he, like teach yeah. like treats her like it's his daughter. Yes. It's just has her back and it's not not much toxic there. Right. Like yeah, he does yeah. with all his other students. Right. And Crease so. over the course of the season, it's like I don't know if he's become a better person or that Terry Silver's just so bad that like, it makes him look better. He's like, shit, this yeah. guy. Yeah, look, look what I've done. I brought, yeah. I woken up this woken up this monster. But there's a few scenes where they're going back and forth. Uh, you have some friendly competition over, like they bet over some beers, and uh, at the end of the All Valley tournament, when they're all celebrating that um, Tory won. Crease and Terry Silver are sitting together and they're having a small talk and you know sort of celebratory and I don't even remember the line at all but Terry Silver's basically like remember when like you said you don't have a weakness well I found your weakness and the cops show up and he's like what the hell's going on and they're mm-hmm. like John Crease, you're under arrest for beating up Stingray. Yeah, like attempted murder or yeah. something. Yeah so basically and then they show in the hospital that Stingray was basically like beat to a pulp and told he could come back to Cobra Kai as long as he pinned it on Crease. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, there's got to be like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out in season five. We'll I'm find sure. out in season five, which is already filmed and, and done. So they just got to, you know, edit and hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, hopefully he it doesn't. Got, like he was funny in this season. Like there was pretty much like one episode on him, but it's just like probably the darkest episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like. He's just, just, everyone is giving him a hard time, and then he gets his ass whooped. Right, so that's like the first big, like, oh shit moment in the finale where Kreese gets arrested for attempted murder. Um, the second big one is, like, Johnny's sort of depressed, trying to figure shit out, and his uh, his lady, Carmen, is calls him up, or he shows up at Carmen's, and he's like, you know, hey, where's Miguel? And it's like, we don't know, we found a note. Mm-hmm. Miguel's out looking like he leaves to Mexico, I think, to look for his dad. Yeah, his biological dad, um, which in pre- previous seasons, we found out like his biological dad's a really bad guy. Um, I I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that. Like, right. But and then she's like reveals like um, about his dad. He doesn't know 
that a, he exists. Yeah, that McGill is a person. Like, he doesn't know he's a father. Right. <laughs> and so we see, like, Miguel uh, getting on a bus to leave. To go to Mexico City. Yep. To see if he can find his dad. And then in uh, one final big reveal, uh, Daniel's at the grave of Miyagi, and he's, like, really struggling. He's like, I screwed up. Like, you know, I, where do I go? I need your guidance. And then one bit more big reveal which isn't that big of a reveal people sort of blew it up and i'm like we had him last season uh chosen shows up from Mm. karate kid part two so i'm guessing he will be a regular season three as we continue this or season five Mm -hmm. as we battle we continue this battle between miyagi do and cobra kai so i mean i think it i i know that's the whole thing about these series is like the battle of the the um dojos dojos but christ can, can there be a year where there's like no drama yeah but then there would be no season it'd be really boring. i know but uh no it should be interesting <laughs> i'm you know I, we have like two characters left that haven't joined this show um we have uh, Hillary Swank's character from the next Karate Kid, which a lot of people think is either Tori's mom mm-hmm. or so, she fits in somewhere. She's someone's relation or or somehow related to this. And then uh, Barnes, who is the kid that Terry Silver basically trained mm-hmm. to beat up Daniel. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to come back because there's a there's a moment where uh, Terry Silver sort of I don't know if he makes a call. Or he does something alluding to like, I've got this guy who's. And can you just imagine when they like Daniel's just gonna be like Jesus Christ like every every thing in my fucking every skeleton in my closet has come out, uh, but they gotta bring him back. Yeah. Um. And so a lot of speculation early was like he could be Miguel's dad or he could be Tori's dad or he could be this or that and I'm like or there was even some speculation people were saying that Crease could actually be Tori's dad and that's why he's so protective of her i don't think so he just like she doesn't know like he left a picture early sort of like johnny did and i don't know i feel like that's a stretch i like i feel like not every child in this series has to be related to an original <laughs> character like can there just be this girl that just wandered into the dojo and has no relation to anyone and she matters for the story. (laughs) I don't know. That might be asking a lot. But um, I have quite, uh, not quite a bit, just a little bit of trivia from this season. Um, We'll go over, um, but let's hear from the Prescribed Film Podcast Network and then we'll be right back. Okay. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening Okay, and we are back. I have a little bit of trivia I pulled from various sources online that I thought was interesting. But first and foremost, this isn't really necessarily trivia. It's just revisiting trivia from a previous episode. After watching the season, I still find it crazy that um, Ralph Macchio is younger than Thomas Ian Griffin, who plays Terry Silver. 
Oh yeah. And you know, they both he's they both age very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Ian Griffith does not look like uh, Paul Rudd anymore, but he's still very handsome. And I thought, again, his performance is really good for someone, not just for someone who hasn't acted so long, but he just it's like everybody picks up after picks it right up after, uh, you know, Karate Kid very well. I feel like the kids are getting better at acting, but still some pretty iffy performances at times. But uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Season four takes place in a pre pandemic world. So while characters aren't wearing masks on screen precautions, excuse me, were in place. For the actors behind the scenes. I don't know if they'll ever have like a pandemic hit the show or just like, you know, it will be mm-hmm. real life and not. Um, back. How much, wait a minute, how much older is Terry than? I think or, just a few months. A few months, Ralph yeah. Manchio. So the same like yeah. year, just a couple months maybe. They're very but, close in age. Yeah. Okay. Um. Additionally, season four is set in 2019 as confirmed in universe with the 51st annual all valley karate tournament posters so this takes place in 2019 okay if you're keeping up with the timeline (laughs) um yeah like you said are we gonna have like are we just gonna pretend like the pandemic didn't happen so we can just or or we're gonna have like just a bunch of like montages of like them quarantine johnny being like anti-vax and (laughs) yeah we'll have uh Last for fake news bullshit on like, Facebook. Yeah, last last minute, uh, like uh, Miguel will have to drop out again, or Robbie will drop out because he's he contracts COVID and mm-hmm. can't be in the All Valley tournament. Eventually, they're not going to be eighteen, so I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um. So Cold this. Cheers. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was thinking of like the new Say by the Bell reboot that does address the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um. But. Peyton List, who played Tori, and Vanessa Rubio, who uh, I always forget her name, uh, that plays the girlfriend. She is uh, Carmen. Carmen, yes. Um, were upped from their roles as guest stars to series regulars this season. So that just means basically like you're not a guest star anymore. You're part of the regular cast, so you probably get paid like regular cast, and you're in this <laughs> in the show more. Yeah. Um, Season four marks the return of Terry Silver in the Karate Kid franchise. He was last seen in the Karate Kid part three, so he never obviously made an appearance until now. Mm-hmm. Um, the series original stunt coordinators, Hiro Koda and Janelle Kerfman, did not return for the fourth season, citing that the higher ups at Netflix chose to go in a different direction. The, the decision was a shock to them as they had already begun preparations for season four. Official representatives for production said it was due to a scheduling issue with production, but sounds like Netflix is just sort of like maybe cutting corners or I don't know, but mm-hmm. they, they uh, didn't bring back the stunt coordinators that were there for the first uh, three seasons, which is sort of shitty. Yeah, I felt like that the I was more impressed with the karate in the previous seasons of yeah. this season. Yeah, so maybe that's a difference. Yeah. Um, when asked about their return or lack thereof, Karate, Kill, Karate Kid film franchise characters Hayden Schlotzborough explained they want to bring characters in for important story reasons, not just for fun cameos. So uh, one, I think one of the producers basically is like, we're not just going to bring them in to bring them in. They have to have a real reason to be part of this story. Oh, did that not apply to Carrie Underwood? Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, Ralph Macchio's real-life daughter, Julia Macchio, guest stars as his cousin Vanessa, the therapist in the episode, um. uh, is which in the episode is sort of weird, is dating his cousin, um, and th- they realize that uh, their son is sort of a bully and a shithead, so they're like, he needs to talk to somebody. And I love that part because she comes in and she's like doing a psych evaluation with them, yeah. and they're like, they start fighting with her and fighting with them, and she's like, you're like, what are you writing down on that paper? And she shows them, like, this was all a test. Yeah. It's you guys that are the reason that it's, your kid's a bully. Yeah, it's like, your kids are a product of you guys. Yep. <laughs> and but that's cool. That is actually yeah. played by his uh, real-life daughter, uh, Julia. <laughs> um, Ralph Macchio still dislikes how the Karate Kid Part 3 turned out, but is grateful it could, have, it could pave the way for Season 4 and beyond. So he's always hated that movie. But I like that um, he accepted because I I think Terry Silver has been great. I loved Mm -hmm. having him back and um, watching them the way we did, like all the way through in order. It just sort of makes I I love the show now because of that. I don't know if I would have continued if we didn't like make a thing of it. So, yeah, it's been fun. And I love seeing like these characters come back. Mm -hmm. I think it's. Yeah, not to not ignore the bad movie right yeah well that's why i'm sort of like if you if you can include that in the canon of karate kid we need the next karate kid because it miyagi was in that Mm -hmm. and they've they've mentioned that uh what's her name uh fits into hillary swank's character i think it's julie or julia or something yeah she exists in this world she does because me she was taught by miyagi so Mm -hmm. You know, if they can find a storyline for her, like, but I don't know if Hillary Swank is too big, but we discussed that last episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't think. I haven't been keeping up on my Hillary Swank, like, what she's been up to. Well, I feel like um, when they brought back uh, their their girlfriend, I forget, uh, Shoe, Elizabeth Shoe, back, like, last season when Johnny oh, was taking, yeah. like, that they say, you know, oh, they'll only bring him back. Like she came back for like two episodes and that she's not even mentioned this season. So I'm like, or I guess she was mentioned once when Carmen was sort of like, what was the deal with like your mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend? He's like, that's over with. That was nothing. Yeah. It's like we went on a date. We just hung out. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, if they can get her back, like, I don't know. But, you know, I, I really you know if, if if you can include karate kid three you can include the next karate kid also mm-hmm. we can't ignore that one either um but don't force it in either but i think we're getting barnes at least season five i don't know about beyond yeah is there anyone else that, w- that you can think of that would come um, back i want that the bird from the next karate kid oh god uh, i forget <laughs> the, the hawk's name yeah <laughs> But what if Hawk is Hawk is a fox? <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> what if it's an Easter egg this whole time? That fucking bird that she sneaks out to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Fox. <laughs> Away. Her oh only god. friend. Yeah. Her only friend. Oh god. It makes sense now. Yeah. It's, a, it's been an homage to it the whole time, but. uh yeah, that sort of sums up all the trivia I had. Did you have any final thoughts on this season? Um, wax on, wax on. Are you stoked for season five? Yes. I'm hoping since they've already, it's already wrapped filming, which is way ahead of schedule, that we don't have to wait until the end of the year. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like season four was 
a filler season to something bigger. Yeah, that's like happen. they're trying to bridge it, but yeah. it's been renewed for I think five and six, but they said they want to do like seven or something. Hell yeah! Like this, this was like Netflix's biggest like show of the year, mm-hmm. and it was it came out on like the last day of the year, which is impressive. Um, people love this shit. Like, I just find it so impressive that a show that absolutely flopped on YouTube Red, which admittedly so like so many yeah, streamers. We talked about this. Yeah. How it's just. The How, power of Netflix. Yeah, and like marketing, like you can have something good, but if it's not marketed right, no right. one's going to see it. But even like Netflix, they have bad things that are popular because mm-hmm. they're Netflix. Yeah. They're just so powerful that people just are conditioned to... Everybody has Netflix. Right. It's like the monster of all streamers. You hit it, you hit okay, and you look through. That looks okay. You'll hit it, play it in the background. And this is so easily digestible that I feel like uh and it's it's the perfect thing be like i I feel like we're we're gonna start seeing lots more of these 80s franchises because the parents now are like in their 30s and 40s they want to watch it and their kids now it's it's marketed towards kids and aimed towards kids it has kids which this season dropped two f-bombs which sort of surprised me oh yeah new netflix thing but um yeah it's like it's something digestible for like teenagers and their parents that can watch them together and sort of uh it's sort of like what I'm like, share it with you, you know, like, hey, let's watch mm-hmm. these movies and watch this, although you're not oh, my man. daughter. <laughs> yeah, and we're and we, we're so into it. We're like, let's do a podcast about it. Well, I can't People... watch I can't watch things without recording. Everything's for content now. Everything's for content. Yes. So, um, yeah. Cobra Kai season four. We'll be back at least probably if sometime, not, not anytime soon. We'll give it a break, but uh, we'll be back for the animated series and then season five and Cobra beyond. Cobra Kai season four. Come back for more later. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast.